Jeff Brown, contributor to U.S. News and World Report, has some great questions about the type of retirement plans that are best for owners of small businesses. Well, Jeff and all of SDI Nation, I've got your answers right here. This is episode number 262. It's time. He's here. Now, broadcasting from SDI Central Command in the depths of his hidden compound located far from the rock of Wall Street and Washington. We've again established contact with our leader, Brian Ellis. Hello, self-directed investor nation. Welcome to the show of record for savvy, self-directed investors like you, where every day we help you to find, understand, and profit from the very best investment opportunities available. This is episode number 262, and you know what that means. You can get the recording, the transcript, and all of the links and resources that I share with you in today's episode by visiting selfdirected.org slash 262. Again, selfdirected.org slash 262. A uh, quick reminder, I'll be speaking this weekend, Saturday, at the Think Realty National Conference and Expo in Dallas, Texas. If you're in the area, I'd love to see you. You can get a little bit more info about that conference by visiting selfdirected.org slash expo, or just drop me a line at feedback at selfdirected.org. All right. Let's see. I, I subscribe to an email service where writers, they they seek comments from experts on various topics for uh, for whatever projects they happen to be working on. And for some strategic business reasons, uh, I kind of like to watch and see what people are asking about and talking about and that sort of thing. I'm, I'm not really following that service with the in, with the intention of actually uh, responding to the writers. But this one got my attention uh, because there's a contributor to U.S. News and World Report named Jeff Brown who's seeking comments on a topic that's squarely in the wheelhouse of the esteemed show to which you are now listening. <laughs> His question, it's kind of long, it's this. I'm looking for financial advisors, retirement experts, and academics with tips on the pros and cons of options small business owners have for retirement investing. He specifies SEP, simple, solo 401k, KEO, traditional, or Roth IRA. Says he knows the basics, but he'd like views on what types of investors are most likely to benefit from each of those, and in what circumstances would it actually pay to have more than one type of account? And in what ways, if any, have those types of accounts changed over the years? Which are the most popular today and why? Uh, he wants to know about tax benefits, the availability of wide-ranging investment options, fees, tax treatment of contributions, growth, withdrawals. And he wants to know if clients understand the options they have available or do they have, have to be led by the hand. So, yes, that is a complex set of questions. And fortunately, yours truly is eminently well-equipped to provide this information. Now, Jeff, I've read a few of your other columns, so I know you're not a beginner at this stuff, but I'm just going to go ahead and answer your question as if you're starting from ground zero and you can use what's helpful to you, all right? So, Jeff, in today's world, there are basically two categories of retirement plans available to the general public, the IRA and the 401k. There are others, but those are the big two. Generally speaking, IRAs make it possible for people to save for retirement in a way that's wholly independent of any employer whereas the 401k is a group-oriented retirement plan that's administered by an employer for the benefit of the employees. Now, the IRA, the one that is independent of the employer, it was actually created in response to the fact that back in the 50s and 60s, there were a lot of major corporations that went out of business, and when they did, 
they took their private pensions that they had promised to their employers with them. And so there was a uh, an act of Congress called ERISA, the Employment Retirement Income Security Act, that was passed, I believe it was in 1974, that created the IRA, and uh, that's why it was completely separate from employers. The idea was to give people a way to save uh, for, a, uh, for their retirement in a tax-advantaged way that wasn't tied to an employee, employer. So that is the overview. Now, there are a couple of things that you ask about that we can just kind of eliminate from the discussion for the sake of simplicity. One of those being the simple IRA and the other thing being called a Keo plan. We're not really going to look at those closely because they're both kind of kind of archaic. The the Keo being archaic mostly because we now call that a 401k plan and the simple IRA being archaic because it's it's kind of a convoluted unpopular option that it really just doesn't offer any advantages over a 401k, frankly. So purposes of, for purposes of this discussion, we're going to ignore the simple IRA and we'll use the term 401k rather than the more generic term KEO. So we have IRAs and we have 401ks. What's best for the small business owner? Well, let's look at the worthwhile options. First, the standard IRA. It's the easiest plan that a small business owner could use. All you do is you pick a custodian, fill out some papers, and voila, you have an IRA. With a standard IRA, you can also pick how you want your account to be taxed. If you want to deduct your, uh, your, your deposits against your income taxes each year, then you can choose the traditional tax model. But you got to know that you'll have to pay income taxes on every dollar you withdraw from that account in the future. On the other hand, you could opt to use the Roth tax model which means that you don't get to deduct your deposits against income uh, when you use the Roth account, but you also won't pay taxes on withdrawals you make from a Roth account. Zero, zilch, nada. That's a beautiful thing. So basically, the traditional tax model is a front-loaded type of model, and the Roth is a back-loaded type of model in terms of benefits. Now, both of those include another really nice tax advantage, and that is tax-free reinvestment of profits. So that means... You make a profit on an investment in an IRA, you can go ahead and reinvest 100% of that money into the next investment without paying any taxes in the middle. That's that's really what gives retirement plans their biggest long-term advantage. So, Jeff, it's really easy to set up an IRA, whether traditional or Roth. Very easy, in fact. That's the good news. But the bad news is that that plan is made for the masses, and frankly, Uncle Sam isn't very generous with it. The max you can put away in a standard IRA, either traditional or Roth, as of uh, this year anyway, is $5,500 or $6,500 if you're over 50. That assumes, of course, that one earns at least that much in income. So the cap on any standard IRA is rather low. And for that reason alone, the standard IRA isn't a great choice for many small business people who may have the means to contribute more than that each year. And that leads us to the SEP IRA, which is in almost every way the same thing as a standard IRA. But it has an annual contribution limit that's nearly 10 times higher than a regular IRA. And that's a beautiful thing for business owners who want to stash away a large chunk of money every year. The the limit on that one is $54,000 a year. Think of that. 10 years of maxing out a SEP uh, and you have well over half a million dollars in principal alone in your retirement account. That's really nice. So the SEP is specifically designed for small businesses, and it's not available to other people. But uh, it's, it's otherwise easy, pretty, uh, pretty easy to qualify for. But there are two things 
about the set that make it, uh, how do I say it, somewhat unattractive? Uh, First, the SEP IRA comes only in the traditional variety. If you want to use the Roth tax model with a SEP, you're out of luck. Unless, of course, you use the cunning and sneaky backdoor Roth strategy. But that's another can of worms we won't open today, though I do address it with my characteristic panache in a previous episode of this very show, which is linked on today's show notes page at selfdirected.org slash 262. Second, yes, the SEP has a large contribution limit, 54 grand a year, but here's the kicker. That doesn't actually mean you can contribute 54 grand a year to it, even if your salary is large enough to support such a contribution. Why? Well, I'm glad you asked, my friends. The SEP is technically a profit-sharing plan, not a salary deferral plan. So what that means is your business has to make a profit, and that's where the contributions come from, not from your salary. So in addition to the $54,000 limit, there's another limit. You cannot contribute more than 20 to 25%, depending on the legal structure of your business, of your business's annual profit to your SEP IRA. So even if you have a high salary, and even if you can make a $54,000 contribution from your salary very easily, if your business only breaks even or is unprofitable, you still won't be able to contribute a single penny to a SEP IRA. So it's, it's actually a little more challenging to put money into a SEP than a regular IRA. Now, Jeff, you asked if there was ever a time when it makes sense to have more than one type of retirement account. And here's, here's one of those times in the form of a little power tip that many people don't realize. There's nothing preventing one from having both a standard IRA and a SEP IRA. In fact, Technically, SEP contributions are not made by you, but for you by your business, whereas standard IRA contributions are made directly by you. So you could max out a standard IRA every year. And on those years where your business is profitable, you can also have your business contribute the maximum allowable to your SEP as well. So folks, I I do have one little thing to tell you about that, though. If you qualify for a SEP IRA anyway, there's a better tool to accomplish all of that more easily with more flexibility and greater legal safety. And that is by using one of the newest tools made available to us called the Solo 401k. So what is the Solo 401k, you may ask? Well, it is the Mercedes-Benz of retirement accounts for small business owners. It's superior to other options, head and shoulders above them in every substantive way. So here are the basics. The Solo 401k is a simplified version of the conventional 401k and is, in every practical way, a 401k, except it is intended exclusively for small businesses where the only full-time employees are the owners and the owner's spouse. Uh, it's, It's simple. It's inexpensive to set up a Solo 401k. And it's simple and inexpensive to maintain it. But the Solo 401k really has some massive, massive benefits over any kind of IRA. Here are just a few of them. First, it's it's easier to put more money into a 401k. With a Solo 401k, you can contribute up to $18,000 a year or twenty four dollars a year if you're 50 or over from your salary. Okay, so up to twenty four dollars a year in salary deferral. No trifling with percentages of profit. It's just a straight contribution from your salary. So right off the top, you can put away more of your salary into a solo 401k than you can with any kind of IRA. But the beautiful thing is, once you're done putting in as much of your salary 
as is allowed, then you can also put in more money in the form of a percentage of profit, just like with the SEP. So the total contribution that you can make to a solo 401k for any year, including both salary deferral and profit sharing, is $54,000 or 60 grand if you're 50 or older. So again, the idea here is that you can put more money into a solo 401k more easily than you can put into any IRA. Now, a, a second reason is that with a solo 401k, unlike a SEP, you have the choice of using either the traditional or the Roth taxation model. Actually, you can use both taxation models and decide with each individual deposit whether you want that deposit to use the traditional or the Roth model. It's a huge factor for many investors. Third, 401ks are much safer in a legal sense than any IRA. Broadly speaking, IRAs are protected against lawsuits and bankruptcy, but only up to a point, and that point varies from state to state. 401ks, on the other hand, are governed by federal law and have nothing has absolute protection against financial predators and bankruptcy. Nothing has absolute protection, but 401ks are as close as you can possibly get. Fourth, if you are among the millions of Americans who recognize the value of investing in alternative assets outside of Wall Street, solo 401ks are far, far safer for such transactions. Alternative asset investing unfortunately gives rise to more common occurrences of so-called prohibited transactions, which you can learn more about on today's show page at selfdirected.org slash 262. And the difference in the ramifications between committing a prohibited transaction in an IRA versus a 401k, those ramifications couldn't be more different, more stark. With a 401k, the correction process is relatively simple and relatively inexpensive. With an IRA, prohibited transactions can be nothing short of cataclysmic. In fact, if you must use an IRA for alternative investments, it could make a lot of sense for you to have multiple IRAs, a separate one for each higher-risk type of investment, since prohibited transactions in one IRA don't affect other IRAs you may own. But with a solo 401k, you really don't have to worry about such things as repair and recovery from prohibited transactions. It's so much easier. Fifth, if both you and your spouse work for your small business, your contribution limits, remember that up to 60 grand a year? Well, that limit gets doubled. And also, this is huge. You can pool your funds together to do larger investments by, pool, by pooling your money and your spouse's money together. It can be a wonderful thing. And that sort of thing is wholly prohibited within IRAs. Now, Jeff and all of SDI Nation, look, there are actually even more reasons that a solo 401k is an extraordinarily superior alternative to any type of IRA. In fact, I did an entire show about the distinction between solo 401ks and SEP IRAs specifically. If you'd like to listen to that, the link for it is on selfdirected.org 262. Now, if you're a small business owner, you really need to make sure you understand all of these options and their distinctions because here's the reality. Many financial advisors have shockingly little knowledge or experience with solo 401ks. And the reality is that, generally speaking, the best option for anybody who qualifies to use it is the solo 401k. And that certainly includes many small business owners. So you've got to make sure you know what you want and ask for it specifically. Furthermore, most advisors have little understanding of the astonishingly broad degree of flexibility that the law provides to you 
in terms of investing your retirement savings, whether you're talking about an IRA or a 401k. Remember this, almost without fail, any restrictions on your investment activities in your IRA or 401k are imposed by your custodian, not by the law. You see, for IRAs, the only absolutely prohibited assets are life insurance and collectibles. And for you legal beagles, all of the citations you need are on today's show notes page at selfdirected.org slash 262. You don't have to trust me. Go look it up. So where IRAs are concerned, if it's not life insurance or collectibles, it's a very high chance that it's legally allowable. And frankly, 401ks are even more flexible than that. But that doesn't matter if you place your IRA or 401k with a custodian that won't allow you that type of flexibility. Look, the biggest firms, the Charles Schwab's, E-Trades, Vanguard's, they're great if all you're ever going to do is buy exchange-traded assets like stocks and mutual funds. But the law allows so much more, and it's up to you to choose a custodian who will enhance rather than eradicate your investment options. There's, of course, a list of uh, custodians who provide these types of accounts over at selfdirected.org 262. And yes, I know that Schwab and E-Trade and Vanguard all claim to offer self-directed retirement accounts, but ask them if you can buy real estate or precious metals or, or uh, intellectual property in those accounts, and then you'll find out just how self-directed they really are or are not, as the case happens to be. Now, look, the only downside to using self-directed custodians rather than the more narrowly targeted companies that I mentioned before is that self-directed custodians tend to be more expensive. Rather than making money from charging you uh, for commissions on stock trades, for example, self-directed custodians will usually charge you based on the number of assets in your account, or sometimes they'll charge on the basis of your account size. So here's a little tip for you business owners who want the ultimate in freedom and flexibility with the lowest possible expenses. First, open up a solo 401k. And whoever you use to set it up, be sure you are using a non-custodial plan so that you don't have to use a financial company as an intermediary because, surprise, surprise, it's totally kosher with the law for you to serve as the administrator of your own solo 401k without having a custodian involved. And frankly, there are some huge benefits to doing it that way, which I cover in a previous episode of this show and is linked on the show notes page. Now, if you need a tip for who to go to, I certainly recommend going to the great one, Attorney Tim Barry to set it up. He does uh, the very best job that I know of. Now, for step number two, to make sense, uh, what you need to do is understand that your solo 401k under the law, it's really just a specialized type of trust. And trusts are entitled to have financial accounts. So step number two is for you to open two accounts uh, for your 401k at your favorite brokerage, like Schwab, E-Trader, Vanguard. One of those accounts should be a money market uh, checking account that uh, is designed to hold cash for your solo 401k. And the other account should be a trading account where you can buy and sell listed securities for your 401k. Now, step three is easy. Whenever you want to buy conventional Wall Street assets, just move some money from your your money market account into your trading account and buy that those Wall Street assets. And anytime you want to purchase alternative assets, just write a check from your from your money market account and buy that asset in the name of your 401k. There, problem solved. You avoid custodial fees entirely 
you should probably still plan to spend maybe a couple hundred dollars a year to make sure your plan remains up to date with any changes in the law, but it, it really shouldn't cost you any more than that. And if for some reason you don't qualify for a solo 401k, um, maybe for example, you have full-time employees that are not uh, married to you, uh, then you wouldn't be able to use a 401, a solo 401k in that case. Then, then look at the SEP IRA, but only if your business is profitable because you can only make contributions to a SEP from a profitable business. Barring those things, go with a standard IRA, traditional or Roth, depending on your tax situation. So SDI Nation and Jeff Brown at U.S. News and World Report, there you have the unvarnished truth about the types of plans that work best for small business owners. So folks, questions, comments, even, dare I say, critiques, you can drop those on me over at selfdirected.org 262 in the comments area. Seriously, I love your feedback. Would be delighted to hear from you. And that is all today, my friends. Remember this, invest wisely today and live well forever. That's all for now, but your training is far from over. Go right now to sditalk.com to fill in your knowledge gaps with a self-directed investing battle plan totally free of Wall Street's corruption, Washington's propaganda, and absolutely no political correctness whatsoever. Send your questions and comments to feedback at sditalk.com and don't even think about relying on what you've just heard as legal or professional advice because it's not that, and you know it. This show is the property of SDIP Trust. Copyright 2017. All rights reserved.